listening to a podcast from Light FM. You're with Asha and Terry on the all new Light Breakfast. And we have our guest with us today to talk all things heritage. Elizabeth Cardoza, former president of Badamwarisa, Malaysia, a board member of ICOMOS and registered conservator with Jabatan Warisan Negara. And we've got so many questions yes. to ask you, Elizabeth. <laughs> Let's start with the very first one. Oh. Thanks for joining us here, right? Um, Thank you for inviting me. Lovely to have you. In light of Federal Territory Day, let's talk about KL and the rich heritage we have here. What are, in your opinion, two lesser-known facts about the heritage of Kuala Lumpur? Oh gosh, only two. <laughs> yeah, um, it's hard. Your two tiny... favorite. Your two, yes, your two. Well, that's a tiny little thing. You know, everybody looks at the Sultan Abdul Samad building as this really big, grand structure, right? And it really is an icon for KL. But very few people know that if you were to go toward the Port Koshe, that is, you know, cross the road, most people are on the Padang side. If you were to cross the road and look at the, the, the entrance and just beside on, on the two sides of the entrance, you will find these little, um, little, uh, almost pimples popping out of the ground, <laughs> little granite pimples. stones. Okay. Oh. <laughs> little granite stones, maybe about, 15 cm, 20, you know, maybe one or two feet tall. So that's like sort of ankle height or a bit higher, shin height? Just a bit higher, not quite calf height, but, Mm -hmm. you know, just just between your ankle and your calf. And and they're granite uh, stones. um, And it was at the tops of um, the bollards that uh, were there. Now, bollard is something that, that marks, you know, we, we see bollards all the time, very often in plastic and things like that mm-hmm. nowadays, right? Um, but these were bollards that were put on, put there as as markers of, of the edge of the, the road. And um, they would have been probably about waist height previously. Wow. So what um, has happened is that the either the building has sunk or the road has risen or you know the 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 fact of the matter is that the street level um is just that much higher wow. than it was originally so that's right. a kind of a little known fact you know oh, that's so ever so in that area just go to the building and look j- literally at the at the two sides left and right uh-huh. of um the the entrance um part to the port crochet I'm and, definitely and look on the ground. You have to look on the ground and look <laughs> amongst the bushes. You know. Okay, look, look um, amongst the bushes. There. Okay. Look among. Yeah. Look uh, among the shrubbery. I don't know how to explain that to the policeman when he goes, "What <laughs> yeah. are you doing?" But I'll go. Elizabeth told me to. <laughs> <laughs> Just as you dig through it, you know. In your opinion, what are some of the more underrated heritage spots in Kale that we really should be appreciative of? One of the, the issues has always been, you know, it's our backyard. So we kind of get blasé about mm-hmm. what we see. We don't really pay attention. But I think that if we try to sort of focus on, on the lesser monumental, mm-hmm. if we think about, you know, simple shop houses and we pay kind mm-hmm. of a little bit more attention to them. Now there's a lot of shop houses that are being done up and are being you know converted into gentrified uh, yeah gentrified gentrification itself is not a bad thing but you know for me i i think when i look at a shop house i i think about two things one is that it's a shop and a house so it's a double function Mm -hmm. and nowadays we have shop houses modern shop houses are not shops and houses you know you don't live right that's right right, right. usually just 
you know, c commercial or, or, or used for business. They're not something. So we call them shop houses. Mm -hmm. But if you think about a traditional shop house. That's what it was. Shop houses, yeah. yeah, a shop, mm. you know, on the ground floor. Right. And they and, lived upstairs. Uh, yeah. And they lived upstairs. Yeah. And you might use the back of the shop house, for example, um, you know, for, for your kitchen, your bathrooms, your light well. Uh, you, you you know, have your clothes there with, after mm -hmm. you wash them and things like that. And they would have um, light, um, air wells, which allowed light to come in. And so it's really it's the character of the traditional shop house that I think we kind of ignore because nowadays mm. we go into a, even a traditional shop house, um, the air wells have been closed up. Right, yeah. um, right. So you don't get the light, you don't get because we air condition everything and also mm. because kale is so dusty. And so <laughs> yeah. We kind of like want to close ourselves in with air conditioning and mm. things like that. So it, it it's, you know, I think that, that it's kind of nice if, well, if you're interested to just, when you go into shop house, kind of look around. Yeah, you know, I think you and, and such a good thing. Think point. about what it was originally, how it originally functioned. Um, and they're, they're very modest. Yeah. They're just, you know, you walk in and in a shop house, not a townhouse, but a shop house. You would go in and you would have one big central space. Um, you would have a break and there would be an air well. And now, now they, and then there would be the secondary spaces behind. Right. And there would be a staircase that would lead you, you know, usually from the side going upstairs. Why is it so important? for those who don't appreciate um, what we have to appreciate and understand the value of heritage in a given location. What is heritage? Whose heritage? Mm. Um, who does it belong to? What do you mean by heritage? I think the easiest definition I, I heard of it was that heritage is what you and you could be you, the individual, you could be you, a family, a community, a state, mm. a nation. Right. You, which, what you appreciate from the past that you want to see in the future and that you believe has value in the future. So mm -hmm. on an individual uh, basis, um, you know, if you think about, you know, I have a sarong and it was given to me by my grandmother, mm -hmm. you know, I would value it, but it might just be a really very simple um, right. piece of fabric. Right. And mm -hmm. it might be old, it might be a bit torn, it might be very worn, and but I appreciate it. And so that forms part of my heritage it forms part of my identity mm -hmm. but you know it's not something that would be seen in a museum right um and and so you get these these levels of of uh, values because it depends on where you interact with things so if we're looking at kl and we're looking at you know the heritage of of any area each area has quite a distinctive character and we don't necessarily, you know, know or, or think about it. But if you look at old maps and, and you think about, okay, the Sultan Abdul Samad building and, and the buildings around uh, that are in Mareka, the Padang, and you think about the monumental nature of those buildings, what yeah. did they represent? It is a particular character hmm. of that area. Hmm. The sort of, you know, look at us, you know, we're the British colonial administration. <laughs> we build big, we build beautiful. <laughs> um, pay attention to us. Right. Um, because, because of these imposing structures. And then if you think about um, an area like um, Jalantongko, Abdurrahman, Batu Road, where the shop houses are there, but it is a retail um, area. It's a commercial mm. space. 
Um, and so it has a particular character to it, which is different. And I think that we should appreciate for every area the different character it has. It, they all have their own specific identity. Elizabeth, you know, something I've always wanted to ask is, there's all this sort of restoration projects that happen uh, when it comes to the more prominent heritage sites. And it's like, oh, come on, fix it quickly. It's crumbling. Or why does anyone do anything about that shop house uh, sort of street, which is falling down? Poor KL. Could you give us a very short nugget of an insight as to, you know, what it means to maintain and restore heritage sites in Kuala Lumpur? As much as we in modern, in our modern buildings, in our modern life, we have to remember that if we don't maintain something, it's just going to fall apart at the seams. And um, when we talk about heritage, and very often we're talking about buildings and structures that are decades old, if not, you know, a hundred years old or more, things age and like your body, they kind of tend to break down a little bit, you know, in parts. So they have to be fixed. But in in order for us to not spend so much money on fixing, we really have to just maintain it. And I think one of the biggest problems with um, heritage in KL, but not just KL, I think throughout, that we don't really focus on just the regular upkeep and maintenance. So as much as we... Right you know, clean and wash our clothes and, and you know, mm-hmm. iron them and hang them up and, you know, wear clean clothes every day. We should do the same. And if we apply that to, to buildings, because we actually not just value them, but we actually have a certain amount of respect for, for mm. what is old. But right, if we just yeah. kind of spend a little bit of time up front, I think, making sure that, you know, you get your pest control and then you don't have termites in your and you check for damp and you know leaking gutters and that kind of thing um you'd save so much money and time down the road i think basically look after it like it's your own house mm. before it falls yes, apart absolutely yeah. absolutely okay. don't think about it as somebody else's or or you know um yeah just fantastic yeah so true know? yeah on are you a kale light because it's federal territory day this week or rather just yesterday we're diving into the heritage and we're chatting with an expert elizabeth cardoza former president of badam warisan malaysia board member of ikamos and registered conservator with jabatan warisan negara so great to have you here with us and this next question has to do with landmarks that are long gone what what about those landmarks that are no longer around how do we as malaysians and kale lights preserve the memory and heritage of these spots, is there still a heritage to appreciate if they're no longer around? Yeah, that's a difficult one, isn't hmm. it? I mean, it's like you can, uh, you have photos, maybe you, you know, in, if if they were um, more recent and there were photographs and they were maybe more monumental. Um, but it's really very difficult because once it sort of passes from the immediate memory of of. Uh, a group or you know an individual a family mm. a, a, a society um, it's not there anymore and therefore it sort of goes not just into history but kind of almost into oblivion you know because right. I think that I've always contended that the value of heritage and you were talking about value earlier the value of heritage is actually in its absence oh and right. we recognize it when we go you know, there used to be this thing here. Oh, right, absence yes. makes the heart grow and do fonder. You remember that when we were kids, we used to go, you mm-hmm. know, or we, you know, we had this playground or this 
our school was like this and you know these were the things that we remember and that really that memory mm-hmm. is what i think we lose when we lose these buildings especially yeah. because buildings are and areas and sites and playgrounds and and things which are tangible which are very physical are things that we associate um these memories with and and that makes us feel happy appreciate whatever mm-hmm. and whether it's nostalgia or, or you know sometimes it is nostalgic but sometimes it is i think we 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 embed ourselves uh, you know we really need our happy place right that's also our roots we don't isn't be it yeah you know and and um so something which is awfully modest like a just a simple timber house mm. right. you know right. um could evoke masses of memories and if you think about it we've just come out of the chinese new year period mm. and every time we've chinese new year and hari raya and any of these big celebrations um think about all the advertising and all mm. the promotion that you see around it which links <clears throat> this idea of memory and things that we associate with um to our past to our present and it is that link i think that when we're looking at old buildings and how so but how do we keep them um around actually can we first maybe take a deep breath before we destroy them Mm. <laughs> and then yeah. decide whether or not they it has implications to not just me myself and how much money i can make from selling this uh, yeah. property can you want to associate yeah it's the all new light breakfast with asha and territory on federal territory <laughs> <laughs> you just called yourself territory <laughs> i said i called myself territory <laughs> i did right You did. <laughs> Wait with Elizabeth Cardoza. You know, then becomes the territory. That's oh, how dear. much I am into the discussion today uh, about Federal Her- Territory Day and heritage. So yeah. let's get on to the last thing we, we we wanted to talk about, which is the role that social media plays in helping or even actually hindering um, heritage conservation, acknowledgement, yeah. maintenance. What is great about social media is that um, everybody. just just about everybody you know anybody and their dog can just participate in it mm-hmm. and you get you get masses i think of people young and old who just want to share and contribute toward this whole idea of this is what's important to us and that really in in a sense is what we're talking about mm-hmm. here you know heritage what's important you know what do we remember what is it that we want to keep and so you get now the number of facebook groups you know that are just about um people posting up photos and sharing mm. I, i think that the whole point is that it's a sharing platform the problem with it is that it kind of gets lost in the amount you know or the overwhelming amount mm. of information that is out there and so mm. it's difficult to find again mm. um if you want right. it and it is sometimes difficult to verify the information that's in it mm-hmm. Um and I think that that really is where you know that there needs to be I think a little bit more diligence or vigilance for everyone who who participates in this. Right. But it's great to be able to see it because there are these platforms um Facebook, Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. um YouTube that um just show things and 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 that you can associate with it. Some of it is repetitive um but some of it is just new and mm. very often it just doesn't only show place 
it shows people. Mm. Yes, you know, I love the ones that show activity, people. Mm. You know, and this is what is important for us to remember that, you know, where we are now and the way we are, the way we dress, the clothes and the food we eat and mm. the activities we do um, are because of, you know, the technology and, and, and the lifestyle and the, the modernity and, and, you know, of what we have around us. Mm -hmm. But then if you, we kind of in a way slow down Right. And we look back at something, we have a little bit of perspective mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rather than just race ahead and, and just... So I think that the old photos mm. um, that are shared and the stories that are shared very often help us. I, I'd like to see more oral histories being recorded, though, mm. family yes. histories being recorded. Right, and right. Mm. Thank you so oh, much, Elizabeth. Know. It's been so wonderful <laughs> talking Lovely. to you. We've been uh, chatting. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> it's mm. a pleasure. We've been chatting with Elizabeth Cardoza on Are You a Kale Light? She is former president of Badan Warisan Malaysia, a board member of Ikamos and registered conservator with Jabatan Warisan Nagara. If you missed it or want to listen to this again or share it, you can find this on the Light Breakfast podcast. That is on the Shock app. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.